what is up? It's been 43 days since we came to you live. So we figured there was no better time to resume the podcast than now during quarantine. In today's episode, we'll be asking each other what we've been doing in quarantine with no sports during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll also be jumping into the hypotheticals of the NBA season resuming and where playoffs would or what playoffs would look like if it comes back. The possible scenario that MLB will play in spring training stadiums with no fans and reassign leagues. And then we'll jump into NFL free agency and recap that, as well as previewing the 2020 draft, which will now be held virtually, all while we have our very first guest on the FNMM podcast today. Everything coming right at you. long time coming since february 27th we have been in a hiatus but we're back i am today's host mitch ball alongside my co-host mitch farnsworth and frank lippold gentlemen how are we doing this evening you know i'm, I'm doing well you know got a, kicking back got a few cold ones you know we're having a good time uh stressed and uh wanting <laughs> sports back because i'm uh i'm really missing it i'm it's 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 like an addiction. I need it right now. It's it's uh it's pretty sad, but we got to get through it. We're we're gonna get through it too. I mean that we only have one option. That's to get through it. Um, it has been a while for everybody out there. If uh, you've wondered where we are, it's been kind of hard to. It's it's Mitch Ball's fault. That's oh. just it's just Mitch sure. Ball's fault. Just, just man, did you see that bus coming, Mitch? <laughs> Damn, he just pushed you right under it. He pushed me right under the bus. Apparently, that's okay though. That's okay. Um. Not a whole lot to talk about, but recently, during this whole pandemic, we have had a lot go down in the NFL, a lot of hypotheticals going on in both the NBA, MLB, and all sport sporting leagues around the world, and it's led us to get some topics going to get a show in. Uh, before we get going, though, we do have our very first guest of the F and M&M podcast, our guest tonight is a former Wittenberg football tight end. He is a three-time conference champion, a current golfer in Oklahoma City where he resides. Uh, he has his own podcast called My Life Sucks on SoundCloud. And wants it to be known that he is better, in quotes, than Frank, unquote. And with that being said, we welcome At in what? our first guest. At me, what? Noah Danky. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Frank, I'm better than you at life. At life? Oh, I mean, maybe, but we're gonna have to. We'd have to match up there. All right, listen. We'll take the hostility off the air. You know, our. our... I mean, he's coming onto my show with this. <laughs> but uh, if it's your show, why have we had a podcast for the past forty-three days? I mean, you're busy uh, all the time. I mean, I'm just trying to get you all together. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> we have, like I said, we have our guest Noah today. So alongside Mitch, Frank, myself, and Noah, we're going to get started. And topic number one, which I will throw to Mitch Farnsworth first, is what have you been doing with no sports during this quarantine, Mitch? Uh, struggling. Uh, still working a little bit. Uh, you know, my job is an essential job because we are uh, we got put under that in the uh, governor's order. So I'm still working a little bit, not as much as I want to, obviously, but... Uh, 
Uh, we're working when I can, making money when I can, but uh, that's kind of what I'm doing there. I've been looking at NFL draft stuff, you know, getting ready, hopefully, if there's a season for that. You know, just kind of, I guess, been on the phone a lot, looking at rumors and stuff like that, coming up with the draft, you know, basketball for next year for Michigan, and just kind of looking at a bunch of stuff for next year, pretty much, is what I'm thinking. So, uh, that's mainly what I've been doing, yeah, but yeah, that, that's mainly what I've been up to. Well, it sounds like you're taking the Cleveland sports fan approach there with uh, looking ahead to next year, that's typically exactly. Frank, Frank and I always do, and Noah as right. well. Right. Um, so, we... We hear from Mitch Farnsworth. Now, Noah, what have you been doing with uh, no sports? Um, I mean, I've been working as well. I'm back home for a couple of days. Got to go back to Oklahoma, Boomer Center, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, but, you know, horse racing still on. Big horse racing fan. Uh, let, let the ponies run. Never take the inside rail. Uh, one of my buddies has been streaming UFC fights so we can gamble on as well every Friday night at 8 o'clock. Shout out to Gracial. Uh, that's about it, really. Um other than that, just kind of living the dream still, <laughs> making money. I guess if you're making money, it can't be that bad. Uh, Frank, I know you've been making money as well, so you yes, tell yep. me, besides making money, what, what have you been up to? Yeah, everybody in my work that I worked with all went on unemployment. So, I mean, I got more hours than I demanded a raise. When I'm not at work, um, it's pretty much Call of Duty, man. That, that's what it's come to, Call of Duty and beers and depression. Um, a lot of depression, um, no sports, no bars to go to, you know, I miss the Thursday night spotos with the crew, you know, that was always good times and, you know, it got robbed from us. So whatever, no commencement, no graduation for the 2020 class, you know, uh, the 2020 class said no cap all year and guess what? Now we get no gown either. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'll, wow. I'll swing it back to wow. you. Frank, that was one of your better ones right there. I won't lie. Appreciate um, that. Wasn't expecting that. Um, but, yeah, you know, basically off you, going off you three, um, we're all still working. I recently got a job since I was out of a job. Congratulations. Uh, at an essential business. I'm actually trying to pull off two jobs right now and um, try to make money. Other than that, when I'm at home, I was on a Call of Duty bender with some buddies from back home. Uh, we were playing about 10 to 11 hours a day or night. Respect. Um, that got that got pretty old fast, so I've been watching a lot of old Indians games from the uh, 90s, 95, 97 season, um, you know, those magical years in Cleveland. I rewatched a lot of the 2016 postseason run for both the Indians and the Cavs, watched a lot of LeBron Cavalier highlights, and hoping that every day I wake up, the quarantine will be over and sports are back, but I think I've been doing that for about two and a half weeks now, so we see that that's gotten us nowhere. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I think it's safe to say we all miss our sports. So We're all depressed. Uh, we, sh- we should probably talk about what happens if sports were to come back. Frank's lucky the gyms aren't open because he doesn't want to play me one-on-one. <laughs> Yo, this dude's already hollering. Like, <laughs> All right, well, but, I mean, if we're going to talk about one-on-one, we might as well talk about the new potential NBA format. Or not format, but the proposed season i guess if it does resume here shortly and we've heard a lot of rumors about which way it could go um we've heard lebron james be very vocal that he wants to have a regular season before the playoffs start you've seen a lot of um columnists and writers and reporters say that some players want 
a two-week period of the regular season so they can get back into the groove of things so they're not thrown right back into the playoffs. Um, so, Frank, we'll go to you first. Yep. What what do you want to see happen, and what do you think happens? Oh, what do I want to see happen? I want to see the Lakers versus Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but what's going to happen is... I don't even. I, I mean, I don't even really have a best guess. I mean, I I, I hope um, Adam Silver has been pretty vocal that he's going to be waiting for the CDC to give a, a full clear, and that is months away. Um, the, the MLB is doing a little bit of a different approach of going with the no fans, but Adam Silver has been pretty vocal with um, the waiting for the entire clear of everything can get back to normal, and that's going to take. A long time. They said uh, they'd play all the way. I, I I don't know if they said Halloween. They'd play too. Um, but I just want to see LeBron get his fourth. He was on his path to get his fourth. Um, good old fashioned. He gets robbed. Um, but you know, just more depressing. Um, you know, not much to say um, other than I just really want the basketball back. I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that we all do. Um, Mitch Barnesworth, we'll swing it over to you. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna be back right off Frank's side. It's it's, uh, it's a depressing time, you know. We're, we're uh, everything going on, um, but going at the NBA, Frank said, you know, it's gonna take months here, and uh, I, I just don't see a possible re- like way that we can get back to you know basketball into like its full capacity, or you know, even without fans, because I just think the uh, the way that Adam Silver's talking about, and you know, the way he's saying, talking with CDC and trying to get all this worked out, and he's waiting until we get the all clear. And like what Frank just said, you know, we, we're not sure that's going to take months or so here. So I, I just don't think we can get back to basketball. Just based off what Adam Silver is doing, I, I'm going to say there's probably not going to be a season that's going to upset a lot of people, and it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's going to hurt all the, you know, fans that have watched all season and now it's totally over. You know, we're not going to have a real champion. No one's going to have that glory. And, you know, we're just going to be sitting here and waiting and waiting until, you know, we finally, you know, get through this and, uh, you know, we, we can get back to normalcy or some sort of normalcy here. But uh, I, I just I'm I'm on that kind of uh, the way that we're, I just don't think there there's going to be a way back from this for, for to salvage the season here. Yeah, I'll agree. I'll agree on that one. I don't think basketball's coming anytime soon but if i had to pick you know frank sorry but the rockets aren't making that western conference final but i mean i'm about to go with western conference we're gonna go with the lakers and the hometown of oklahoma city thunder good Chris god Hall is playing really oh well my god. they've come a long way jesus Christ. Um, they've been playing really well this year people aren't, aren't really looking at them after they traded away russell to the, to the rockets but that's who i'm rocking with they would get with swept See that's where you forget. They they were ground zero at the. Uh, yeah, they the put it, you know that's a good story, but it, it's a nice story. They, it's not a nice. They were ground. They were ground zero on the whole coronavirus that shut down the league, so they're going to make a comeback. You can blame um, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, they were in OKC, but well, uh, quick time out. Rudy Gobert. Um, I think it's unanimous from us as a staff and crew. Rudy Gobert does get Defensive Player of the Year. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yep, shut down the whole league, man. I'm I'm still going to take take the Lakers to the finals, but I'm going to have them play in the heat because, you know, Tyler Hero oh my really, Lord. really well down there in Miami, 41-24 and 24 on the year. Boy wonder looking, probably going to win Rookie of the Year. That's who I'm, but Lakers are going to win the championship if, if we do get basketball back. So we heard 
We heard from Mr. Boomer Sooner himself. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of Vince Farnsworth. Realistically, I don't think there will be a season. I don't think there will be a postseason. Um, I mean, you, you've heard you've heard the players be very vocal, and, and let's be honest, there is no league without the players. The players have a huge say in what they do with the players' union and everything, which is head by Chris Paul. We know who Chris Paul is best friends with, and we know LeBron James has said very and been very vocal. He will not. At first, it was he will not. Secondly, it was. Maybe, you know, I didn't really think about it, but let's be honest. I think most of those players want to play in front of arenas that are sold out in front of their fans, and rightfully so. Um, so I think it'd be hard altogether for players to buy into playing unless there was some new incentive. But I mean, even that... championship. It, besides that, though, Frank, but even then, it'd be tough because there's not going to be the amount of revenue teams would be bringing in usually in a playoff series if there's no fans. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I want the season to be back. I want to see LeBron go for his fourth ring because I think it was inevitable the Lakers were going to win it this year. I think it was set up to be Lakers-Bucks. I think the East was pretty open, though. I mean, no. Miami was I, – I personally think Miami was the biggest threat to Milwaukee to match up best with them throughout the entire regular season. Um, gave Giannis fits with the three players that could rotate onto him. Boston was a joke, in my opinion. I yes. think Philly was a big joke. Yes. A team, a team that was a sleeper but wasn't going to get to the finals was the Pacers. But how about we um, put some respect on the Raptors? Come on, the Ra- yeah, Raptors too. But I mean, I'm, I'm saying when I was looking at the East, I think it was a two-team race, and that was if Miami was able to hold their ground against you know the Boston and and Philly because I do think Miami matched up the best with Milwaukee at anybody in the East. Um, I wanted to see LeBron get that fourth ring. I wanted to see LeBron get another MVP. I hope that's still in the cards, but. We may be out of luck here, so I'll throw it back over to you now, Frank. Yeah, Bobby Marks, uh, uh, front office insider for ESPN, put out this whole um, best-case scenario for uh, the NBA. He, goes, he has it uh, early July, start of the NBA playoffs, mid-August NBA finals, end of August draft, September 1st, start of free agency, September 10th, summer league uh, starts, December. D- then you go from September all the way to December, training camp opens, and then you start the season with Christmas Day. Um, there's actually been rumblings that the NBA wanted to change their uh, league year, so I guess the corona kind of gives them a, an excuse to start it later in the season, so uh, into December. But what would you guys think of like uh, starting the season with Christmas Day opposed I, to a, a few weeks in and then you have the Christmas Day? I'll, I'll take this first. I love it. I personally love it. In my opinion, I think that sports should be rotated a little bit. I think that college sports you can't do much with because it has to take place due to the NCAA and eligibility while school's in session, okay? So let's talk about pro sports first. I think the NBA, I think every sport has their own holiday. Like the NFL, they have Thanksgiving, correct? Baseball, they get July 4th. And Christmas, NBA NBA gets Christmas. Yep. I think if you start if you start the season on Christmas and push the season back, it gives you more entertainment throughout the summer than just baseball. Because you know there's people who don't like baseball. Um, They're licks. Think think it's too slow. At Rob Manfred, thanks for ruining baseball. Yes. Um, I think if you push the NBA back to a point where it would start on Christmas Day and run through the summer till August, 
and then all of a sudden when it drops off, you're in the heat of the playoff race for baseball. College which is the pinnacle of the best baseball all year. College football is just starting. College football is just starting. I think the NFL potentially should move back two, three weeks. And there, the Super Bowl, I, I believe, should be at the end of February because then you look at it this way, the Super Bowl ends, and guess what you're right into? March Madness. You're not having these long wolves of time off from sports if you move these dead, or move the seasons back or critique them a little bit. I think it would just be better all around because when one sport leaves off, you're picking up at a pinnacle more than likely for everything. And every sport's going to have their own specific day. And I think that could really work for both. And I really like the idea of NBA starting on Christmas Day. And then hopefully maybe that'd be something to change the NFL around. But I'll throw it over. I'll give it to Noah and then we'll go from Noah to Mitch Farnsworth. Yeah, I mean, I hope they all stay the same. I mean, obviously that's not going to be the case. Um, finish now the same way. But, um, I mean, NHL's already looking at um, if they start back up, they do a nice little regular season Recap, kind of let players warm up and then go straight into the playoffs. But I mean, we'll see what happens for the NFL. I mean, we'll know what's gonna come down the pipe come the the Hall of Fame game. If that stuff starts getting canceled, we know that there's gonna be getting a little bit of pushback in the season and stuff like that. We'll throw we'll throw over to Mitch. I'm glad I, I am glad Noah brought the Hall of Fame game though. I I think he's right. I think as soon as you see the Hall of Fame game or events around the Pro Football Hall of Fame get canceled, um, that's where you need to start worrying about the NFL, just because that is what kick off, kicks off the NFL every year. Um, but Mitch Farnsworth, let's let's go over to you. I, I'm going to agree with Mitch Ball a lot. I, I was looking through, I was listening the whole time, you know, thinking about moving the seasons around a little bit, giving the, each, you know, individual sport a little bit of their own spotlight for sure, uh, you know, and then their own holidays for sure. Um it's it would be an interesting way of seeing this working out you know how the leagues are going to react to that you know how they're very stingy about their spotlight and trying to be the you know main attraction for all these different sports or the, the different fans and you know attracting all the fans as much as they can in which you know if many people are watching the NBA compared to the MLB. Is that going to hurt the MLB? That is what I'm worried about is that everybody is going to watch more NBA. Because I believe, you know, if I don't have the statistics, but I think the NBA is a lot more popular than the baseball in the, in the directions that to both of the leagues are going. But um, it would take away even more from the MLB is what I would worry about. The NFL is going to have their their own, you know, they're always going to have those diehard fans. The NFL is not going anywhere. It's it's all only going up from here. So you can change this all around, you know, it, for a certain amount of the different amount of sports from the NFL and the NBA, I could say. The NHL, they really can have a lot of, they have different options, really. You know, they're probably the fourth popular out of the top four leagues that we have here in the United States. So they'll have a lot more ability to be fluctuate and try to get more popular. But um, the, the main concern I would have is about the MLB in the middle of summer and the NBA kind of taking over from that and still, you know, getting those ratings from, uh, you know, regular MLB watchers. But, uh that would be my only concern, but I, I would be very interested to see how this all moves around if, if it uh, comes true here. I, I 100% agree. Um, I mean, I got, like, we, like I said before we started this topic, this is all hypothetical because we don't know when this is going to end. We don't know when sports are 
going to resume, let alone when players are going to be allowed to come back to their facilities for their teams and practice and whatnot. Um, I would just I would just say one thing real quick to the uh, pony off Mitch Farnsworth. Uh, that MLB is a billion dollar corporation, so I would not feel bad at, at all if they lose some fans. They all, they already don't know how to market to to get more fans in. So if the NBA was to overlap them some more, I, I could really care less. Uh, I just had to throw that in there. Well, yeah, maybe be a kick in the pants to the MLB too if they're going to get all those ratings taken away. Exactly. I think that is one hundred percent correct. You're both right. Um, that Rob Manfred has already done not not just Rob Manfred. I, I voiced my opinion on him on previous episodes that have seemed like years ago. <laughs> but um, they they have put themselves in a hole with the whole BAM and and their vi- the, um, videos they play of replays and holding that in and the blackout restrictions for MLB TV. They're the doing it to themselves. themselves. Yeah, exactly. And but this could be a swift kick. For them to realize that all these other sports are changing things and doing what's necessary, their their ratings and viewers are going to be way up. That would be the time for baseball to finally change something. I also think, though, as much as baseball would lose, lose in the beginning of the season, I think baseball would gain in August when the NBA ends because of the pinnacle of pennant races heating up in August and September, and that's when the best baseball is played. Granted, if that's all you're there for. I mean, now if you're a Detroit Tigers fan or a Baltimore Orioles fan, tough. We get it. You don't even want to watch baseball a year, and that's okay. We've been there before as Indians fans. However, I, I just think that it could be the best case scenario for baseball is if this all happened because they may lose a little bit in the beginning, but the base, the best baseball will be the pinnacle of all sports in America in August and September and October, hmm. and that's when it all matters. So... Hypothetically speaking, I guess we'll see. But since we're on the topic of baseball, Frank sent something in today to the group. We've seen that the Players Union and uh, MLB front office executives have talked about potentially opening the season here sooner rather than later, before the July 4th of what was speculated. However, there's a catch the MLB would op- would send all 30 teams back to their respective spring training locations, which are either in Florida or Arizona. Florida is the Grapefruit League. Arizona is the uh, Cactus League. And once that happens for the season of 2020, all divisions and leagues would be reshuffled. Frank, I'm going to throw it to you first. I want you to take – you sent it in today, so I'm going to give you the yeah. credit and let you start with it. Before, before Frank gets going. Oh, okay, hold on. Frank, I got a quick question for you. Yes, sir. You think this is going to play – this whole league getting delayed and stuff like that is going to play an impact on, on Lindor staying or leaving with the Indians? Oof. I mean, they already announced that um, if the season was 100% loss, that um, the Indians would just – lose the year he we wouldn't get him for a second year he's due to leave in 2021 so it's not like we would keep him again um and then get him or i'm trying to say his free agency would is not going to be extended so it's he's still leaving 2021 he'll be a free agent no matter what um and if the season was to get completely lost i think that that that's it for for lindor as an as an indian um just because i mean you would really want to maximize his value um he said he's saying all the right things with his PR group. We all know we all know how bad the Indians are with PR Lord. Um, he's saying all the right things, saying he wants to stay here. 
Um, but the money is just not there. Um, but to answer your question, I think, yeah, we would we would trade him because there would be no sense uh, into keeping him uh, for that 2021 season because, it, I mean, you, you'd want to get something back, obviously. So I would I would say he would uh, – we'd effectively trade him if the season was, were to be lost. Where would you think some good uh, teams would be that we would trade to? I mean, you obviously want to look at the major markets first. Um, you know, it, it, it's really tough. I mean, I mean, I'd say the Dodgers make sense. Um, maybe the Yankees. Uh, is whoever's got money? That, that's the problem, and, and not many teams have money. The, uh, the Forbes list just came out. The Yankees are worth five billion dollars. So I mean, they could go buy anybody they want. Um, it, maybe the Cubs. Uh, him and Javi Baez are best friends, but I mean. It all depends what what his market is, and if you were to trade him, what teams have that shortstop need, I guess. Um, but I'll I'll, I'll just what did you say? Yeah, go ahead, Fred. Yeah. No, ahead, so the ahead. Grapefruit League and Cactus League is what uh, uh, what it would happen if they were to go to Arizona and um, Florida, like Mitch Ball said. Uh, the Grapefruit League would be the New York Yankees and nobody else. Their North Division would be the Yankees, Phillies, Blue Jays, Tigers, Pittsburgh. You're going to have – Phillies are average, and you have three below average teams, so the Yankees are going to win 150 games. Um, the South is the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, Orioles. That would be actually really competitive. You have four above average teams four potential 90 win teams and then you know the Orioles get beat up a lot so sorry um the east again would would be kind of tough uh, tough real tough scene uh the east would be kind of competitive uh you have the nationals just won the world series then you have the astros kind of funny they just played each other so they would be in the same region uh the mets always have really good starting pitching but you know they can never hit cardinals made the playoffs last year and then you have you know the poor marlins sorry marlins you get beat up a lot and then moving over to the Cactus League, uh, Northeast, uh, you know, a lot of just middle-of-the-road teams. The Cubs, you know, 85 wins. The Giants will probably be under that. Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks just got Bumgarner, so who knows. The Rockies need to trade Nolan Arenado already. Oakland A's should be good. Um, so that was probably between the Cubs and A's. Then you go to the West is where our Cleveland Indians would be alongside, the, of course, Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Chicago White Sox, who are going to be overrated. Cincinnati Reds, who maybe might be good, probably not. And then the Los Angeles Angels, you know, who, whose lineup is really good, but they can never pitch to save their lives. Um, and then to cap it off, the Cactus League, you would have the Northwest would be um, really just the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, you have the San Diego, San Diego Padres. You know, they gave Machado that big contract, but still don't have any pitching. The Mariners haven't made the playoffs since I was like two. The Texas Rangers got Kluber, but really what else? And then, you know, you have the poor Royals. So that's what it would be. And also uh, in, uh, a key point to that is that whole, if it, if it does turn out like that, it will be a universal DH. Um, so maybe uh, could effectively see the end of the DH in the NL. Obviously, this wouldn't be ALNL. It would be Grapefruit and Cactus. Um, but it's really interesting to me as an Indians fan. It's sort of unfortunate because you have three. I mean, you don't really have a bad team like the Royals or Orioles. You have 
pretty. The four other teams are all pretty solid. You can make a case they could all win 80 games. The cards uh, play out. Um, I was pretty high on the Indians thinking before this Corona shit happened, but you know if it turns out to be like that, I mean the Indians playoffs uh, take a huge hit. Um, Mitch Farnsworth, what do you think? Uh, it's an interesting concept. I, uh, you know, obviously with everything going on, this is kind of what you have to do. Think, you know, we have to find ways to figure out, you know, different ways and to uh, uh, get seasons in. And everybody's trying to throw opinions out here. It's an interesting concept. Um, I'm reading a lot of the articles when Frank was talking about it earlier today, um, and then I looked into the USA Today, which had Bob Nightingale, who had a good uh, a topic about it and breaking it down for me. Um, you know, it, it would say, it says pretty much in the article that he would allow t- it would allow teams to return to the comfort of their spring training sites for three weeks of training, which they could have exhibition games as well before opening the regular season, playing a schedule with uh, different divisional opponents. And that, as you could say, or, you know, as uh, Frank just laid them out for you, a lot of different interesting, you know, combinations we just get there. Um, he also noted in that same article that I'm worried about is Arizona's okay. Uh, Arizona's a fine uh, because all of the teams are so close together. They're about an hour away from each other. Um, the main thing that's problem with Florida is that they are spread out a lot more. I'm um, trying to find the part of the article. Yes, it says the cactus would provide more because it's an hour drive from each other. Um, but Florida, with teams spread throughout the state, presents a bigger challenge. Obviously, they don't want people traveling as much as they, you know, major league teams have to. Um, and that's the only main concern that I would find, you know, from the article. But uh, if you, it, it's going to be something new to see uh, if it's uh, if you see something like this, you know, no no fans, you know, two sites, you're seeing a bunch of games. I'm not sure how TV would work, and you know, would you get to see every game? Would you have to pay to watch certain games? Is it going to be, you know, certain ones are on TV or all of them are on TV? It's just a it's got a lot of different thing, uh, moving parts that we have to uh, get through for it to uh, work out. So uh, I'll move it over to uh, Mitch Baller then. I I honestly had heard no rumblings about switching to grapefruit or switching to grapefruit cactus, but looking back on it, um, I don't know what I was thinking because you realistically could not have done you know regular AL versus NL sending teams back to their spring training facility. I, I'm 50-50 on it. I I don't like it for the fact because I, I think looking at these divisions, the AL East is a very competitive division. I think the Rays are going to be pretty solid again. And you literally take the Yankees and just give them a cakewalk. I mean, they realistically, if it's still a 162-game season, they if all things go their way and they stay healthy, they're probably going to set the new record for most wins of the season. The Phillies are their toughest opponent. I mean, the Tigers and Pirates are just... I, I don't even know how to describe how bad they are. The Blue Jays are young, very inconsistent, don't have a great staff. I mean, they're an exciting team to watch, but they, they wouldn't be any threat to the Yankees. And then you look at the Indians. I mean, us just getting that's, thrown over there. That's the hardest... To, to face yeah, that's the hardest division out of all six. I, I agree. Because realistically, I mean, Dodgers are either the best or the second-best team in all baseball. The Reds, I think, were going to be better than what they had been in years past, given the uh, acquisitions they had made. The Angels...
Angels, like you said, Frank, had a very, very, very deep and well-balanced lineup. Granted, they don't have pitching, but we, we've seen it before. Even when you have pitching, sometimes you still get beaten. If that's your divisional opponent, you're going to lose to them a good amount. Not a good amount, but you're going to lose to them. They're, it's not like you're playing the Tigers and Royals. Yep. You know, the, the Angels are very are a lot better than the Tigers and Royals. Um, you think the White Sox are going to be overrated. Either way, saying the White Sox are the worst team in that division is still a lot better than most of the worst teams in other divisions. No doubt. So, I, I, it just it sucks as an Indians fan because, I mean, I just – we were kind of in a spot where you could be optimistic, but you could also be pessimistic because of the lack of money they spent this offseason. After clearing cap and trading Kluber, the rotation was going to be great if they stayed healthy. We saw Clevenger already get hurt and Carrasco hurt. It's it's tough, but I want baseball, man. I, I need baseball. Baseball is my sport. I, I guess give it a give it a shot because I do want to see Francisco Lindor play again as a Cleveland Indian because I think we all know the ratings on the wall. He's gone after the season, so I don't want to see him not play. It's a great hypothetical right now. It's a great talking point, and I love it because it's given us a chance to talk tonight, having a podcast, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know that there will be no fans involved, and I've already seen some players come out and say absolutely not. They don't like that idea. Um, the whole that this, this could possibly be the entire season, the full season that they go to Arizona and Florida, um, it would only be the players I saw in the report. But the, that, that you're asking players to leave their wives and children for up to four and a half months, and some aren't willing to do that. But then they will not get they won't get the million dollars that that they're supposed to get paid if there's no season at all. So I mean that that'll be interesting. Uh, I know uh, Jeff Passan for uh, ESPN has said that one of the players that he talks to before uh, when it was just proposed. Uh, he said he wouldn't go. Then he realized he wouldn't get paid. And then he said, "Well, I, I would have to go." So you know that that'd be a huge uh, topic. A lot of players would have to tackle. Absolutely. Let's get Noah in on this topic. Um, I mean, I like the idea of splitting it up, getting baseball back. One of the articles I said, um, uh, who I forget who said it, but he said, "Why not? We're trying to do something different, trying to get sports back." But as you look at the leagues, uh, the two different, the grapefruit, grapefruit and the cactus. I mean, the grapefruit is your the majority of them are your East Coast teams, except for maybe the Astros, St. Louis, and then I mean you could throw even Minnesota in that. But then you look at the cactus league, and that's all West Coast, and you just throw the Indians, the Reds, uh, the Royals, uh, and the Cubs in there. So I, I I would like to see maybe them try to do East Coast West Coast, split it up like that, kind of give them advantage, but. As far as no fans in attendance, uh, we have seen a game like with no fans before. Back in 2015, the Orioles played the White Sox in the, yep. the midst of the the uh, Baltimore riots or whatever was going on. That, but I mean, so we have seen a baseball game played with no fans. It was weird. I mean, you can hear everything going on in the field and hearing, hearing the players talk. I mean, that could get exciting to be able to hear them communicate. But I mean. I feel how the players are being being an athlete myself with no fans in the, in the crowd. It, it's it's not as fun. There's no atmosphere, nothing to get hyped about. This feels like a practice out there. And right, I agree with that too. I mean, just playing baseball and being fortunate enough to play in front of big crowds in high school. I mean, when there when there's nobody there, it's hard to 
get up for a game. It, it's hard to have any – I understand you have to have that self-drive for you no matter what, and every player has that, but adding the home fan experience or even going on the road and having those obnoxious fans that will attack you verbally, that can get players fired up. And, I mean, I just – you wonder what happens. You wonder what kind of competitive edge is lost between some players when there's nothing and no fans – for either side, and I, I, I don't know. I want baseball back. It'd be interesting to see. We, like Noah said, we saw this between the Orioles and White Sox, and it was almost like you were watching a golf match with the commentators, if you remember that. It, it was really awkward. Um, I, 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 like I said, I'm 50-50 on it. I just want sports back, so with that being said, I'll lean towards it. Any other thoughts on this one, uh, Mitch or Frank? Um. Not really for me. I, I, I guess I just lean with you. I, I just want something to watch. So seeing the Indians get screwed, I, I mean, I, I guess I tolerate it just to see them get screwed. We've seen them get screwed our entire life. So what, what would we do, you know? Oh, we, we, we're from Cleveland, baby. We were, we're born into getting screwed. That is true. Miss Farnsworth, my only thing I have to add on this is now who's going to heckle the Astros? That would, yep. Who's going to do it? They are the real exactly. winners. They're the real winners. The Astros, not, not even if, if this happens, the Astros are the biggest winner in all of sports right now. With nothing going on, with the whole coronavirus being shutting everything down, all the media has been taken off of them. And you already saw that uh, Manfred said that this season would count towards A.J. Hinch's suspension. So, I know he's, he's not with the so Astros anymore, but that's BS in my opinion. He's so, such an awful... You know, you know just with it, any Cleveland sports team, we'd still, get, still be getting media every day about some random going on. Probably Adele taking a shower with <laughs> not calling Baker in the... It's just, I, the Astros are the biggest winner right now, and it's unbelievable because they were about to have... I think it would have been the longest season ever for a team with how much crap they were going to get from opposing teams and opposing fans and the media coverage, and all of a sudden they just luck out. Typical. I won't forget that, Astros. Typical. I won't forget it. It's, I don't know. But let's move on. We're going to go over to our fourth and final topic. We're going to recap NFL free agency and give a preview of the draft. And before we get started, I would like to give a big, personal congratulations to our own Mitch Farnsworth as his Tampa Bay Buccaneers are attempting to win the free agency sweepstakes. Some may already did. Yeah, exactly. We won it already. I tell you what. Already won. And That's I will washed up quarterback. Right now. Mitch Farnsworth, go ahead and take it away. The greatest quarterback of all time is coming to my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I couldn't be more excited. Yes, he's 42. Yes, he only probably has two or three years left, but that's He's all we need. We're ready. We've got the wide receivers to do it. We've got Evans and Godwin going. We've got a good tight end in three and a Howard. Now he's got to show it though this year. Most of the defense is all back, and I think we're ready. We just needed a quarterback that, you know, didn't throw as many interceptions as touchdowns and, you know, was careful with the ball. And, you know, we've got the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, how. How else can you fill a hole but using the greatest player of all time? But uh, uh, super excited. I was kind of looking this way, and once New England kind of leaned out of here, um, I, once he said he was not returning to New England, uh, I kind of had a good feeling that Tampa Bay was really the only spot. Uh, I know the Chargers were involved, but um, 
and that is his home state. I, I really was kind of uh, worried about that, and that was going to come into its thinking because uh, Tom Brady was is from California and is from that area of, near San Diego. So um, I was kind of concerned at first, but you know, once the Chargers really dropped out, and it was really between the Buccaneers and you know maybe the Raiders were a long shot, but uh, Brady really. Uh, really really needed to be on the east coast he said he liked the east coast you know it, it was um you know a, obviously a time zone you know he, can, he feels comfortable there uh it's you know obviously he's out of the cold of new england now um you know no sales tax on his contract anymore he can you know he's going to get all those that money that he, we are spending a lot on uh for tom brady for the next two years um but I'm super excited for this next year. We got the new jerseys that just came out this week. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting year. Hopefully, we even have it. I, I'm kind of concerned that we had this whole virus going on, and it's you know we're anticipating one of the biggest seasons for the Buccaneers in a while um, since probably the early 2000s when we won that Super Bowl. But uh, it's it's been a long time. It, it was it was tough to see Jameis leave, you know, after picking him 45 years ago. And, uh, you know, no first overall pick. And, you know, he was led the league in passing yards last year. Still, you know, the interceptions and uh, uh, those really show up on the uh, that's record. And that's kind of the downfall of him in Tampa Bay. I I really don't have any ill will towards Jameis. Um, you know, off the field kind of stuff really, you know, dictated a lot of uh, problems or dictated his the way that the, um, the organization had to go. Um but uh, it's going to be interesting now. The boat is now in Tampa Bay, uh, TB and TB. So I'm really interested. Hopefully, we can have next year because I'm so excited. <laughs> I think I think our listeners and us three also can feel your excitement. I know the day it happened, you were ecstatic. Um, I'm sure I would be the same way, no matter what. If my team ever got a competent quarterback, I uh, books a lot of Baker Mayfield, um, but. I, I am happy for you. I do hope the season happens for your sake and our sake. Uh, that is by far the biggest move in free agency. There's no doubt about that. So let's swing it up. I'll give it pass the torch over to Noah. Noah, let's get your thoughts on TB and TB, and then also just NFL free agency as a whole, and who you, maybe your winner is as a team right now. I love. I mean, I love it. Tom Brady's a goat. Mitch, what, what, what would be your thoughts if old Gronkowski comes out of retirement? wants to play with old Tom again uh, well we got a bunch of tight ends already but you know I jump on I guess you know see what happens I don't know in that case I think he's wrestling or something now so I have no idea I can I can get behind that. and I saw Madama can sue is supposed to return as well or he already signed he has already signed for a one year contract and so I think most of the front seven is back for next year I, all right. I think if the Browns sign Clowney, I mean, they're going to be up there as, as one of the, the winners the winners for um, the, the free agency. But I really like the Marcus Mariota to uh, to the Raiders going to take over Derek Carr's spot. Um, he's going to lead him and uh, their coach awful. out there, John Gruden. John, John Gruden. They're going to – Las Vegas, it's coming. They're going to leave him the promised land. I'm oh, my you. God. <laughs> Don't sleep on, on the Raiders. Um Marcus I mean, a lot of this plays in the so back with the draft as well. I mean, we'll see what the old Cincinnati Bungles do. Who knows what they're going to do? I trade back and get Justin Herbert. But I don't know. I, I think the Browns or the, uh, the – I mean, the Buccaneers are definitely my 
clear winner in this one. Obviously, getting the greatest quarterback of all time, but we'll see what happens. All right, Frank. I mean, I'm happy Mitch Farmer was happy. Let me start with that. I'm happy that he is happy. Um, I like seeing Are my... I'm, I'm happy Mitch Farnsworth is go happy. Ahead, um, you know, uh, he's a Michigan fan, so he doesn't see much success. He he thinks Tom Brady's the goat. Um, so his NFL team got definitely yeah. it definitely got better. I mean, that's your opinion. Um, um, but you know, I'm I'm happy he's happy. I, I I think it's obviously going to help that he's got two top ten wide receivers um, and uh, a lot of really good uh, tight ends. They're going to be good. Um, and I know uh, Farnsworth is touched on their defense really got better the second half of, of last season as well. Um, so I think that, that that was the spot that made sense um, for Tom Brady. Um, whatever Noah said about Mar- Marcus Mariota, that dude is so bad at football. Their car is going to start for the Raiders. I don't know where he got that from that he's going to start so there. Bad, oh, my God. Marcus Mariota is so bad. Ever since Ohio State killed him, he's never been the same. Um, but you know, for the for the Browns, I mean, cl- rumor they were close to Clowney, but but either way, um, I, I like the moves they made, just like last year. But I mean, I, I'm kind of over it. Just I just want to see them actually win multiple Sundays in a row. I've seen it once since 2007 that, that they've had you know a good season. Um, that was like 13 years ago. So I mean. The Browns, you know, win on Sunday, and then you can come talk to me. So, Mitch Bala, what do you think? Frank, I heard you're not a true fan, actually. That you couldn't be. That couldn't be the more. I've never heard you say something so dumb in your life. I heard you didn't cry the night the Capital Championship. I, I was I was screaming and ju- up jumping up and down with my dad so much there was nothing to cry about, you know. Right, that's for that's for another. I mean, he comes on my podcast and is, is trying to slight me. Some I mean, Oklahoma I guess fan. I guess we didn't give our our, our first ever guests any restrictions, so. I mean, you're right. I mean, that's fine. Freedom I mean, of speech. We might need to change the name to Noah's podcast. This is about to be the the the, 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 the name of this one is Noah Noah and Done One and Done. You're done. Not coming back. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, the Buccaneers are the winner of free agency. Um, when you get. Arguably, I mean, I know. Stop. Frank, I know. I know you don't yeah. want to say it. I know you don't want to call him the goat. I mean, well, it's a, there's there's he's the, ways to look at it. I mean, and he's he's the best team quarterback. He's not the best thrower of a football I've ever seen in my life. No, no, he's we'll not. Be able he's to not. see if it's if, it, if he's really that good or if Belichick is really. He had good. the best coach ever and the best tight end ever and top ten defenses in and out every year. Congrats. And the best system ever. Congrats. Best system. But I mean, when you look at when you when you say the goat. And you argue, how do you argue who the GOAT is? Do you go by championships or do you go by stats? I mean, either either way, if you're going by championships and stats for one and two, you have technically the GOAT in both categories in the same division now. I mean, I mean you're, a big, a you're a big Drew, Drew Brees, Brees guy, yep. Drew Brees literally either owns or has owned or will own, if he's on the same pace he has been the past few years, Every statistical category in NFL history for a quarterback. I mean, when that's comes just. To I mean, that's just longevity. He's not Drew Brees isn't the best thrower of the football I've ever seen either. I, I 
didn't say he was the best thrower in football I've ever seen. I know, but you're you're, you're acting like just because he's going to have all the stats mean, means he's going to have a, a, a name to be GOAT, but we all know Drew Brees isn't the GOAT. You're not going to sit here and say Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT today, okay? So that's a, it's off the table. I, I, I've never said Aaron Rodgers was the GOAT to be with. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are the two best throwers of the football, football I've ever seen. Agreed. So, so then what are you arguing about? I, I, don't, I don't understand why you're coming at me saying I can't say Drew Brees is the GOAT, statistically. So, but what's that get you? Where's that go? What, he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, easily. Yeah, of course. No one's saying he's not, but you're saying he's going to be the of GOAT. Of course, Statistically speaking, he is. Just the change the subject because you're gonna. You're just. It's just the wrong take. No, I, I, who's better statistically? No, I want. I want an answer for this now. But you're. Let's. Let, you can say that about any quarterback that he's been around for damn near two decades. Yeah, Frank, so I'd Frank, hope Frank. you'd have a lot of the numbers. No, no, no. But Frank, statistically speaking. No, no shit. That is the only argument I'm making right now. No. Okay, so why are you saying that? The, I, I'm just like I don't get where you're coming from. Statistically speaking, he is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. So you're gonna have, so you're just looking at passing numbers, and you're not looking at rings. I literally said there's two different categories to see who the goat is. You don't think Tom, is Tom Brady the goat in your eyes? I mean, I guess I'd have to say. I mean, whatever. But like, because you're going off rings. I'm going off team success. Yes, he's got numbers too. I mean, he's no scrub. Frank, who you, who's better, LeBron or MJ? I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of tough. I mean, I didn't really get to see Jordan besides YouTube highlights. They they say he's the goat, but I mean, this competition he played, he played against plumbers. LeBron's facing the greatest team ever, so I mean, I'd say LeBron. So we've already had this argument. We've had this argument before. He's the best player of our generation, pretty much. That's that's no one's gonna argue that. It's our that we've seen. LeBron is the best player of all time that we've seen in our generation. There's no argument between that. But now we're gonna, exactly. have, you know, it's it's a hard argument to have at MJ because those people that watch MJ have idolized him, and they're not gonna, you know, stray away from it because that's the best they've ever seen. You know, it's. It's a two-way street in this situation is what I'm looking at. But for us, you know, a younger generation that has only seen LeBron from, you know, him from high school to now, it, that, that's obviously the GOAT for us. But it's not the GOAT for the same people. I mean, that's, the whole, that's the whole argument with the, when social media came out with the whole rings argument. I mean, what are we – that's the whole thing with LeBron and Jordan. What, should LeBron have lost to the Pistons in 07? Should he have not carried the Cavs to the finals in 2018? Should he have lost in the first round like four times like Jordan did? I mean, it's well, stupid. If, if you go by rings for who the GOAT is, then Jordan isn't even the GOAT. It's, it's Bill Russell. That's our guy, Bill Russell. And it's not even close because, I mean, dude literally has one for every finger. He's got more. He's got 11. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, but that's why I'm saying there's two. Di- At the end of the day, is LeBron going to be the all-time leading scorer in the NBA if the NBA ever comes back? I sure hope so. I mean, right. He's the greatest player in our generation, hands down. In our lifetime, I mean, and in the record books, Breeze is going to be the greatest quarterback statistically, and Tom Brady in our lifetime, and in the record books as of now, is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time when it comes to Super Bowl wins. I mean, that's how it is. I'm not. I, I agree. Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes are, are freak quarterbacks that can flick their wrist and throw the ball seventy yards. 
I mean, I'm not saying that they're not amazing. They're all Hall of Famers. I mean, they're, I'm, they're all going to be in my backyard here within the next 10 years. Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right, yeah. So, either way, going off that. Um, how do we, how do we even get here? Like, we're, we're that t- t- took a wide turn. I was just saying. We went from Tom Brady, Brady to, to, to basketball. We Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Because you were saying, you were saying Brady's the GOAT because of rings compared to Brees. And I was saying just how you're going to have literally the two that could be up for argument as the GOAT playing against each other twice a year. But so let me just, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who is, with that? I know it says without numbers. Obviously, you got to look at numbers. But in your eyes, Mitch Paul, would you rather have a prime Aaron Rodgers or prime Drew Brees to start, if you could fantasy draft a, a team? Prime Drew Brees to get me more points every week. Oh, see, I just disagree. I mean, I, I guess Aaron Rodgers was never blessed with really great defenses, so it's kind of tough. Brees has not been blessed with the best defenses either. You're right. The past I mean, couple years, they've been good. Right, but Aaron, the Packers are giving up 35 and 40 every playoff game. Right, but the Saints also do. That's why Breeze leads all-time in numbers, because he has to throw to get back into games. It's like those good old Big 12 defenses, Frank. Those. St- why are you even here talking <laughs> about Big 12? Oh, no. All right, like, why it. are you <laughs> even... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, come on with that. I, I think I wait, hold on, hold on. I think Noah needs to be a part of our whole uh, much more football, just so we can roast him every week for being a Sooner fan. I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it's, it's unfathomable how you have these takes. They're just so incorrect. Well, we we will talk about that off the air, and right, hopefully, let you down to Sooner's game so you can see how how much rocket. Last time we were at a Sooner game, Ohio State cracked that ass. What are you talking about? Hey, I loved it every minute, but then what happened next year? Baker came in, planted that flag. You're damn right he did. <laughs> and now he's our quarterback. And you know what happened in all those years? Ohio State still beat Michigan. That's a shot. I am gla- I'm glad that I wasn't a part of that, but I still feel bad after it. Yep, I always got to make you feel bad. <laughs> all right. I wasn't even a part of it, but somehow. Mitch, just know that you want free agency in the NFL, and it feels really good, but just hope that the regular season – doesn't turn out like the Browns. Yes, year. sir. Because we won free agency last year and it felt great. Well, that's so it doesn't true. feel good when you don't win. It's true. Anyway, uh, Bucks winners of the off season. I mean, it, it I, I know that we're trying to move to the next topic, but you guys. Really, this is the hey. This know, is the last Browns topic. Didn't do that too bad either. I, I you know. No, it's what I, was, I was going with that. Was oh, okay. Sorry. Settle, we settle down, Farnsworth. Settle down. Quit yelling no. at him. The Browns have had a great offseason again. I, I believe it's gone under the radar uh, as far as a national media standpoint. Last year, you get Odell Beckham Jr., of course, media is going to follow you. I mean, this year, they, they've just uh, – you don't have to agree with every move that the front office has made. I I understand that Joe Schobert wasn't worth the money, perhaps, that he Hell was no. for. Um, I, I just don't know if I trust the move in the linebacking situation, though, because... Hey, you love Taki Taki. I, I hate Taki Taki. Um, woof, woof. I, but the fact that you, you're now leaving it up to Taki Taki and Mac Wilson as the leaders and their second-year players, to me, that's shaky. I mean, we got a draft, too. I mean, we got a whole draft coming up. But, but even if you draft, Frank, that the experience at the linebacking position is very, very small. That's my word. Just plug the holes and you'll be fine. So, um, I... This whole Jadavian Clowney thing. Please. I'll, I'll put it this way. The only way they 
targeting him as if they cut Vernon after signing the defensive end from the Falcons. So I don't know why his name's slipping my head all of a sudden. Yeah. But after after doing that, if you cut Vernon and sign Clowney for $15 million a year, I'm all for it. I can't even imagine what that would be like having Garrett and Clowney oh on the other God, side. I'm drooling over the fact of that. I drooled over it too until my buddy Brandon, as you, you know, Frank, yep. uh, brought to my attention. If you look up Clowney's numbers in Houston with, and that is with, put an asterisk next to it, a healthy J.J. Watt, his numbers aren't all that impressive. That's fine. And, He's better know, than Vernon. Uh, I, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. But if you go back and look at his numbers those seasons, it's is it worth $15 million? That's the only question mark I have. We got money, but, so why, why the hell do I care? Yeah, it's not my money. It ain't my money. But even if the Browns sign him, um, I I still think that they maybe increased their win total by one, so I would put them then at 4-12 and 12 for the season. Yeah. Um, I have no expectations. I will never have expectations again. Everybody on the Browns sucks. But I will um, say, Mitch, I mean, Hooper is a good pickup. You hate Ninjoku, so you, like, you had to like Hooper. Oh, I love the Hooper signing. Oh, the Hooper signing was... Phenomenal. Because you hate I, uh, Njoku. Well, well, I mean, I, I have reasons to hate Njoku. I mean, if you don't hate Njoku... Dude drops everything. Weeks, and not only do you drop everything, you're out eight weeks and you come back and don't know the plays. You have one job. Yeah, right, That's I mean, all you're... that needs to be said. That's the one good move Freddie Kitchens ever made as head coach. Because I, I wouldn't put him out there either. I will say my big winner of free agency, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious to me, it's got to be the Houston Texans with the great deal of DeAndre Hopkins. What do you guys think about that, my real winners? Shut up. A plus shut plus. Up right now. I honestly think that that all got brushed aside after Tom Brady because that was the biggest topic, and then Tom Brady announced it, and everybody knew that Tom Brady was the prize possession for free agency. That's a great point to bring up. Bill O'Brien is so Texas. awful. Thank God, Bill. The Browns are pretty been pretty poor run our, our whole lives. But you imagine trading. A, I mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best or the second best wide receiver in the league for oh, David Johnson, who is way above the hill. Oh my God, I could not imagine that. Frank, I don't know how you're not excited for the Raiders and Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Dude, ever since Joey Bosa planted his ass in that uh, in the championship game, it's been a wrap on his whole career. What are you talking about? He got carried by his defense. He made he threw out screen passes. Congrats. Hey, we're going back west coast. What are you like? You're, you're an Oklahoma fan, but you love Marcus Mariota. Like you, you're just all over the place here. I, I don't get where you're coming from. He's allowed to be. Why can't he be all over the place? I mean, I guess I love James Harden, so I'm all over the place. Yeah. yeah. He sucks. I mean, you I better watch that. your mouth about James Harden coming on my podcast, degrading James Harden's name. Well, James Harden's probably the worst Thunder player to ever come to Oklahoma City. You're just so... It's, the takes are just so incorrect. They're, they're just... Probably maybe about maybe fifth all time in Oklahoma City Thunder history. I mean, because Sam Presti had the worst trade I've ever seen in my life. What'd you get, Kenny yeah. Martin? Congrats! You know that was that was another Indians move right there I'll in the NBA. Martin over, over James Harden in the league. I bet you would. I really bet you would. Yeah, that's well, right. Guess what? We, all, we all know who you, you dummies picked. Sergi Baca over James Harden. Congrats! And if, and if Chris Baca Paul doesn't get hurt, James Harden has a ring. So. If James Harden knew how to pass the ball, then he maybe could get a ring. How about you respect greatness? Then respect the name. Put some respect in the name's name. All right, back to the NFL. All right. This is just all over the place. Mitch, Mitch Farnsworth 
back to you now because I know how much work you've been putting in to the upcoming 2020 NFL draft taking place on April 23rd to the 25th. Um, Mitch Farnsworth stated earlier in the podcast, you know, during quarantine, how bored he's been. He has taken matters into his own hands and made his own mock draft. We will not go through every pick because I think us as a group would like to do another, you know, podcast show and maybe go deeper into the draft. But Mitch Farnsworth, you started off maybe what you're looking for, what you're looking forward to and anything that could surprise some people. Go ahead. Um, man, it's, it's, it's going to be a new one. Like everything else going on, we've got, uh, we've got, this is going to virtual draft. Now we're going to have, you know, it's no one's, it's all these personnel are going to be in their different homes, you know, and they're going to only communicate through telephone and that's pretty much going to be it. And it's going to be all virtual. So it's going to be something new in that again. So, uh, it's going to be interesting. I've looked through uh, probably a few hours, multiple hours of just film of the first round guys and uh, taking a look at their different stuff, reading about them, you know, tracking different videos and everything now just to see, you know, how players stack up. Uh, I don't want to go through every pick because I think I took about probably a good 45 minutes to an hour on each pick. And that was probably, I did more for the top picks rather than the picks down at the bottom. But uh, interesting, very interesting, uh, different characters in this draft. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I would say I didn't do any of my mocks. Don't have, uh, my mock did not have any trades, but I feel like there might be a lot of trades coming up in this draft that we're not going to uh, expect. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about the Dolphins trying to move up to one, uh, you know, move, trying to move up to two or something like that and see get the best and make sure they get a quarterback um the lions have been talking about moving out of three and it, it's a lot of different things that we're looking for we're, a lot of offensive tackles looking to go early um a deep wide receiver core very very deep wide receiver core um and then these five main quarterbacks no, four i'm sorry four main quarterbacks that i see that go in the first round but uh it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's it, taken a lot of time, but trust me, it, it's there's nothing to do. This has been, you know, but what I've done to fill my time has just been looking at mocks, and uh, should be uh, should be a fun draft coming up in two weeks. That should. Uh, let's. Uh, we'll give it to Frank first here. So Frank, you go ahead now with your thoughts on the upcoming draft. Um, draft Ohio State players, they're winners. Um, uh, that that's about it. Next, you, you know who's also some winners if you draft them too, Frank. What's that? Ceedee Lamb's gonna be the best receiver out of the draft. I agree. I agree. You know, you know where he went to school, right? You know he he, he lost in the playoff, right? Hey, that's fine. All right, that's fine. <laughs> hey, hey, at least, hey, hey, let's, at least we get to the playoff. Unlike some people on this podcast teams, all right. Fire. I, I just don't see Joe Burrows going to Cincinnati. What? He hates he hates Cincinnati. He's never been a fan. He hates Skyline Chili. Hates Skyline Chili, even though Skyline Chili is ass. It's not real chili. It's just sauce. Um, I he's been working out with Carson Palmer, former Bengals quarterback, and I'm sure Carson has been giving him some intake on on the city on the on the organization as itself. He said he wanted to play for a team that's going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl, and I just don't see the Bengals being being the team for him. I mean, Is he was blessed with a lot of weapons. Pulling Eli Manning? 
I hope he pulls Eli Manning. I got a lot of Cincinnati friends that act, are acting like Joe Burrow's already won him three Super Bowls. So <laughs> I just hope the Bengals just fuck this up somehow or Joe Burrow's uh, pulls an Eli Manning part two. Do, do you agree with that, Frank? I mean, I mean, it, uh, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, that's the whole tricky thing with the draft. I mean, the Bengals can still draft you either way, even if you want to be there or not. You can, you can still get picked by them. And if you don't sign the contract, you don't get your money. So, I mean, then what are you stuck in? So, I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I think he'll end up with the Bengals unless, like, um, Mitch Farnsworth said, Dolphins really want to move up. Um, some teams probably, the Chargers probably need a quarterback now, but are they going to go with Tyrod Taylor? I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, but I, I would I would bet that Burrow ends up a Bengal from Ohio, although Cincinnati is the uh, – Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they, they sucked last year. They're going to suck this year with Joe Burrow either way, so they'll, they'll probably still beat the Browns twice, though. So, Probably. Uh, that's, that's usually something that happens every year, year in, year out. Um, I I think that Burrow is a Bengal. I'm not going to be shocked whatsoever, though. Um, if Miami were to jump up to one and take Tua, I know. Oh, woof. Oh, I've heard from multiple, multiple sources, you know, of Tua – and previewing up tonight, I also wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals move back because maybe they like Justin Herbert more, who That's does have the typical pro-style quarterback build. Justin Herbert will be the best quarterback out of the draft. That's wow. the worst take. take ever. But I mean, he loves his Oregon quarterbacks, man. You gotta lay off. I mean, I guess. I mean, what are they gonna get you? He's, he's the most ready quarterback out of all of them. I mean, back for his, his senior year, he's ready. How is I mean, he more ready than days. Joe Burrow, who just shattered every record ever? I mean, these, these takes are just so awful. Name, name a Heisman quarterback that's been good. Name a Heisman quarterback that's been good. I mean, Baker Mayfield broke the rookie record uh, passing touchdown. That was pretty good last year. Name, was, a, name what? Uh, LSU quarterback. Good. Jamar jo- Russell turned out well. Joe <laughs> Burrow's pretty sure good. That is true. That is true. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell, I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing to, but I'm also just saying Jamarcus Russell also was a dog in college. And, I mean, he was, and that turned out to be the biggest bust in NFL history, or one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Now, let's see the next, I mean, we'll see how Haskins turns out, but what, what, when's the last time an Ohio State quarterback has been good coming out? Joe Burrow. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, we can't accept that. I mean, I want to accept it, but we can't accept I'm, it. I'm taking half credit for Joe Burrow from here on out. He gave us credit in the Hall of Fame, or the Heisman speech, so I'm, 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 I'm taking, taking I might be taking more than half credit on Joe Burrow. His parents even said that they developed him. Damn right they did. All right, well, either way. Um, I will say this real I, quick, Mitch Ball. Right. Um, whoever takes Jeffrey Okuda will be the real winner of this. You can keep going. Right, and, Frank, I, I agree with you to a point. I think whoever takes Chase Young is the real winner of the draft. I think Chase Young is the best player in the draft. Well, yeah, I, I mean, for me personally – you know, slightly biased, but I mean, I, Jeffrey Okuda, I mean, we've seen it with Ohio State corners. I said it in the group chat, like, we really thought Bradley Roby was good, and and then, you know, years later you get Denzel Ward. We think Denzel Ward's really good, and Jeffrey Okuda is, got robbed of the Thorpe Award. I mean, I could, oh, that still pisses me yeah. off, but. Um, that's a different show. That's a different, yeah, damn right, that's a different show. But, you know, Jeffrey Okuda is probably, man, he's one of the best corners I've ever seen in college. And I think. The Lions are pretty awful. 
Um, so, so we'll see if, if that's where he's slotted. Um, but yeah, if you take Jeffrey Okuda and Chase Young, whatever team you do that, I'm buying your jersey. I think it's safe to say, that, uh, especially after talking with Mitch Farnsworth, the Lions will take Okuda, bearing ace, a change strictly because of them getting rid of Slay. Um, they have an opening and a need at the corner position. Um, and you'd so, be I mean, getting the best Mitch, one. You're getting a Hall Mitch, of Famer if you take Jeff Okuda. Mitch Farnsworth, I think, I think you're going to agree. You're going to agree that it's Okuda for the Lions. He said uh, Simmons. He said Simmons. Uh, that's really the only way I see him, and that's the only way I see Jeffrey Jeffrey Okuda sliding at all in this draft. Is if the Lions jump out of three? Man, that makes sense. It makes total sense, and I I would have to agree with that too. Um, speaking of moving down, I'll I'll make my one last point here. Just you know hinting at the draft is the Cleveland Browns sitting at 10. In my opinion, there's only two tackles I really want. And if it's not there, I want to move down. I do think every single tackle has something great about them. You know, whether they fit the zone or their pass blocking or run blocking or just their awareness overall, they all have something unique about them. I think most of them have question marks, not saying all of them saying most, but I honestly, I think I'd rather see the Browns go after, um, I mean, Mitch, the, the name you brought up to me today from New England, it's already slipped my mind. Go, Tony. Potentially, you know, trading a first-round pick for someone that's already proven who's still young like that. Um, trading for the tackle for the Redskins who's already proven. It's... Is this some secret, is this some secret group chat I'm not in? Where did I, where did I, why did I get this New England text? Uh, it, must it, was, it must be a dad. It must be a Wow. Yeah, it was. It wasn't big. It wasn't a huge rumor. I didn't know if you wanted to hear it though. So That's fine. Just, I'll just. You always doubted my sources. So. I have never doubted your sources one time. Uh, That's fine. Whatever. Uh, Don't give me sources. Whatever. Keep going. Got, whatever. Keep going. Sources that Tua had failed two uh, physicals. How about that? Did you know that? Not a lot of people do. You I didn't tell me. You're my source was... guy. I mean, what do you mean? There you go. Well, two have failed two physicals from two different teams. Maybe, well, it was one for sure. Not sure, but I'm hearing two teams in the top ten failed him on a physical. And he's still sending all the. Uh, he's still sending out videos of his camp from uh, uh, today. I think because they talked about today, he sent out. He's still sending film to all 32 teams. Uh oh. I know Mitch Balha is not a huge two guy, so. Never been a Tua fan whatsoever. You yep, said not, that not, years ago. No, not saying he's not a good quarterback. He is not what people think he will be in the NFL. And that is just my personal opinion. Um, I'll leave it at that. Going back to the Browns now, before we keep changing the subject and we can end the show, I want the Browns to either trade for a veteran or trade back. Um, no, I'm not saying that because Andrew Barry is back in the front office and we know his history of uh, being with the front office that likes to move back and accumulate more picks. I just think that right now that they could move back, acquire a pick or two, and still get a, a starting left tackle. And I think either way before it's said and done, they will either select a left tackle at 10 or they will trade for a left tackle throughout the league. The only way, in my opinion, that doesn't happen is if something, just something, the craziest scenario happens and the linebacker uh, Simmons from Clemson were to fall to the Browns at 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, not you still there, Rich? But did you skip? Oh, oh we're having some problems. But yeah. Which Mitch? Which Mitch? No, you were yeah, skipping. I'm sorry. Bala yeah. was skipping. 
Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. The last oh, thing okay. you said I, I was, was Simmons. I was saying is the only way is if Simmons were to fall to 10 somehow, the Browns could take him. But I don't see that happening. And I'm going to actually steal that thunder from you and piggyback right off that. Um, with Simmons, I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, your first three picks are, I mean, I, I guess I would say set in stone. I mean, unless there's a trade, obviously. Burrow, Young, Okuda. Um, I know Farnsworth, you told us the Giants could be looking at um, potentially Simmons. Um, yeah. They also need an offensive tackle, too. And they probably have number four. They have the number one spot to take the number one overall offensive tackle, whichever one they believe that is. Um, but five Dolphins, you're looking at quarterback. Chargers could go all over the place, I guess. They could go quarterback. They, they have a bunch of needs. Seven. Um, the, the Panthers at seven. Um, would you, Mitch Farnsworth, I don't know where you had Simmons at your mock. Do you see uh, the Panthers as a need since Luke Keekley retired? Uh, potentially. If Isaiah Simmons there, I would be for sure. I would I would think the Panthers would be very interested. I think they're going to go defense uh, no matter what. Either, you know, it, I think in this draft they'll, they'll look defense early. And then that's hypothetically that's definitely a spot for them. Cardinals, since they um, – they, they, their big need was receiver. Now that they have um, DeAndre Hopkins, they could also now take another offensive tackle. Um, Jaguars are another team, just like the Panthers and Chargers. I guess you could go all over the place. Um, so I, it's tough for me to see Simmons drop all the way to number 10. Um, so if, if the Browns were to stay at 10, We've seen them trade back our, our entire lives, trade away from Julio Jones. You know, they traded away from a lot of really good players. So, I, I mean, I want to protect Baker at all costs. Um, it's his prove-it year, so let, let's get him an offensive tackle and see what happens with um, Stefanski running the helm. You know, with getting Hooper, they're going to be running the ball a lot. So, we'll see how that plays if if they take another offensive tackle. Frank, I need your your take on this. I got to do it with the Bengals fan today. All right. I, I um, saw your tweets all over the place. So he was saying he was comparing that Odell and AJ are comparable, both top fifteen receiver, and he said Tyler Boyd and Jarvis are the same player, and Joe Mixon is better than Nick Chubb. Yeah, I saw, I saw your tweets. That dude is, is just again the takes are so incorrect. I mean, I don't know where these people get these opinions. Nick Chubb. Um, as a rookie, got robbed of a thousand yard uh, year, had a broke a thousand yards, and lost like a three yard run, and then lost it. Um, you know, last year should have led the league in rushing. So where where he's getting these Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon's a, a woman beater, so he's just automatically incorrect. Okay, his claim was Joe Mixon rushed for a thousand the past two seasons with the horrible offensive line play. So I don't know what the Browns' offensive line is then. I mean, exactly. The the takes are incorrect. OBJ, um, he's he's fallen off a, a notch from the DeAndre Hawkins level, but to me, he's still a top five, top seven receiver in the league. Um, Tyler Boyd, and AJ Green was hurt all year, so miss me with that. Tyler Boyd's good. I mean, Tyler Boyd is is a pretty solid guy, um, but Jarvis Landry's better. I mean, for me. I think we all agree with that. Um, well. This was all over I, the place. This was all over the place, and I think it just shows, you know, it has been 43 days since our last podcast. I had a lot to talk um, about. I, I just want to say, we had four topics, and I think we had ten. 
He just made up on the spot. Like we were, we we got through three topics through thirty five minutes. I was like, oh, we're in a pretty good pace, and now we're about to break an hour and sixteen minutes. Right. But I mean, hey, listen, we we're talking sports again. I think this is all bottled up inside of us, and uh, rightfully so. Um, now we got to just stay more I know consistent. Right. It's kind of hard, though, when there's no sports on. I, I think our listeners and, and viewers and hopefully new listeners will agree with that. Yep. And um, this has been a great show. I will I will pass it off to Noah Denke for one final, final word, our first guest on the FNM and M podcast. Um, so let's throw it over to Wes Bates himself. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a, it was a good time. I know Frank doesn't want me back. But That's incorrect. That's incorrect. <laughs> let's go always in. Hopefully get me back. Once I'm down in Oklahoma, and hopefully get Frank down to a Sinners game and show him what the Big Football is all about. That would be a blast. You know, get, that would be a I'm blast. I'm going to get tickets to the Oklahoma Baylor game. Now I can get four. So Oklahoma you by guys buy the sites. Oklahoma buy by forty. Tickets. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. We'll see how much Norman gets rocking, like Baker says. Let's hope we have a college football season. Pray the Lord. Let's let's hope we have that first. So uh, final words from my co-host. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth, if there's no college football, I'm I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah, if I get robbed of a Justin Fields leading Ohio State to a championship, that I will that will be peak depression. If I, Damn, if I get robbed of Spencer Rattler leading us to the playoffs, I'm, I'm going to be sad again. If I get Mitch robbed Farnsworth, of yeah, if I get uh, robbed, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Mitch Farnsworth, could you mark it down as of 10 10 p.m. on 4 10 2020? Frank Whipple just said the Buckeyes are leading or going to win the national championship. I, I said it. Uh, I said it on our. Uh, we go again. I said I it on we the. We need to wrap it up. And that hey. was probably it. We don't need any more suggestions from Frank. I hey, we made our predictions for the uh, much much more football, and Mitch Ball and I both said Ohio State was going to be Clemson. So watch your mouth, Mitch Ball. Okay, you know we'll we'll pick this up in a different show. Either way, it was good to be back. It's yes, fun sir. to be back. We will get more consistent with this, and we will be more structured. I hope. <laughs> yes. And if not, it's okay. This is our show. We can do what we want. We can do whatever the if hell we want. You, if you're listening to this and you made it through this, more, this whole show, go go back and check out our previous ones. We're going to pump out some new episodes here in the near future. We're going to have some more guests on, hopefully. And um, it's good to be back after this 43-day hiatus. I'm Mitch Bala alongside Frankie Lippold, Mitch Farnsworth, and our guest today, Noah Danke. We will see you when we see you. Go Bucks. <laughs>